0: Cradleine Network.
1: Sometimes I feel I'm going to break down and cry. Borak
0: Dog Earthlets. My name is Connor. I'm, I'm, I'm Alexander Fritz Fox. It's the 278th episode of so Space Spinner 2000, a podcast of two Americans where it makes sense the UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000AD, one month of progs at a time. This episode, we're covering 2000AD for August and September 1993, progs 848 to 851. This time, we're reaching the end of the summer offensive, so we'll have some finales and then do a few progs prologues with returns for Friday, Luke Kirby, the Gronk, and Slain. And if you are along with us, find the comics we're covering today, in Judge Read the Complete Case Files nineteen and the two and two thousand eight AD Extreme
2: Edition number twenty three. How you doing, Fox? Look upon ye works and despair, comic book creators, for oh, no. I am your death, and this death is named Podcast.
0: <laughs> Foxy Mandy's over here.
2: I am okay. I read Big Dave. That's an mm. achievement. I read this comic book, these comic books.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not that's well.
0: A, that's all you want to say ni- about that? The nineties are making
2: me <laughs> the nineties are making me ill. Um I uh, I wish these were I wish things were better. <laughs> mm. It's not as bad. We've been through bad. This year we've been through bad. Like ninety three, there's been some bad, some really bad. Yeah, you've had some ups and downs this one at least it's like there's like a little bit of glimmer like even with uh, with um, our big blue boy um I was happy to see him instead of other things and that's mm. saying something you know because oh, you know I you know I am about rogue trooper I'm like what is yeah. this get this out of here I'm just like well at least it's you know great art some some talking to yourself I I don't know man it's just I Ninety three's got me in such a slump. It's damn, uh, buddy. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I listen. We're doing this podcast. I'm gonna read these comic oh, yeah. books. Um, but let's start. Let's start with something good first. please. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of things making you sick, Fox. <laughs> speaking of 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 the equivalent of sores rising up on your body, Fox.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> Let's get started with Thrill One, Judge Dredd. I get this pustule on my ass. It just won't break, Judge
0: Dredd. Oh, no. Script Robot, Grant Morrison, Art Robot, Carlos Siscara, Letting Robot, Tom Frame, and John Aldrich. Oh, sharing the seat. Yeah, a little bit of a of, of a duck in by Aldrich here. I think he's maybe just on eight. Hold on a second, actually. Yeah, just ducking in in, in a Prague 850 for you know a little bit of lettering. Anyway, an injured Judge Dread Fox and his robot sidekick, Goddamn Walter, Goddamn, are in the Mega City Goddamnit, One Undercity. Yeah, they're being attacked by Twagaldites. Fox, it's a bad time. Stop
2: it! No, one he's, goes. He's to only to in cut a- one. He's in only yeah. one Prague. I that's the only one
0: that I that's the only thing that I've I've W'd for the record. Okay, one goes God. to cut a slice off of Dread, but Dread lamps him with a reverse view of the gaze into the fist of Dread. Yeah, Look. it's
2: beautiful. I mean, his face goes from convex to concave.
1: hmm
0: This just pisses off the other trogs, though, when suddenly gunshots ring out, and it's Hershey and some other judges to save them, led by side judge Janice's
2: directions. Like She's my favorite, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Totally. pillar yeah. totally. sci-fi, uh, psychic here. I mean, like, totally my favorite. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Dread is loaded onto a stretcher and the drudges head out. But Judge Baji uh, reveals to Janice that he's had sores opening up on his body. And so does Janice. Gross. It's the second <laughs> stage of the meat virus.
2: I mean, we know that it's happening. Smash cut two. Grice looking like a king. I'm telling you right now that Man-O-Man uh, Man is is that suit he's wearing. Yeah, he just it. so powerful.
0: Real I, nice, sleek, chief good. judge uniform. Got shoulder pads and stuff like that. Got Pretty solid. Skull,
2: not, not an eagle. Just a skull with wings and mm-hmm. tail feathers. Mm. I'm into it. I want a flying skull that looks like that. Come at me, Castlevania.
0: Christmas gift for 2022. That's and so uh, yeah, he's ruling
2: the city with an iron fist,
0: throwing dice to constantly change the city's laws and other stuff like that. Just to you know, one day everybody's got to laugh. Next day, no laughing. Just trying to drive yeah, it's, the citizens crazy it's a very and excuse two-faced, to kill them.
2: Two faced way of running Gotham City. You know,
0: mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, and basically he's just trying to drive everybody mad. As they also slowly die from the virus. Soon he'll kill the world. But listen, Fox. All this stuff that he's doing—it's like the old song, you know. Okay, no one to hold him, no one to fold him. It
2: don't mean a cred if you don't kill dread. But <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Grice do the scat.
0: Ready for it. Meanwhile, two other top cons that we've been seeing moving around here, the other uh, cowboy hat wearing Strucker and white-haired Crosby are getting a little
2: nervous about Grice's obviously mounting insanity and decide it's time to take him out. I mean, this is the thing. You fight uh, insanity with sanity to only be countered by insanity.
0: Mm, yeah, indeed. When... Um, Stooker goes and draws a gun on Grice. A whole bunch of goons, including Crosby himself, draw their guns on him. There's a lot of that, like, uh, gun clicking thing that I think we all appreciate in terms of, uh, like, you're in trouble or whatever. Exactly. Stooker's like, you know, grabbed, and Grice says, Ain't life a bitch? And we're saying bitch a lot in the course of this story, Fox. <laughs> yeah, and I don't like bitch. it. I don't like it.
1: I mean, Get know. out of
0: here. Get out of here with your Lilith Fair song, Fox. <laughs> wow. All right. Meredith, something or other. Baxter Burnin? I'm a bitch. I'm a, I'm judge. a judge. I'm a lover. <laughs> I'm a thug. Yeah, exactly. So Strucker's sort of on trial, but it's really just sort of a warning to the other convicts that Grice is crazy and will kill them all.
2: Oh, God, I love that he's in a floating egg chair. By the way, it's totally, got just everything about Grace. I'm like, this guy would be style. a great evil judge. Yeah, he totally. knows. He knows. The only problem is that it's not to color, right? It's just like this beige egg floaty chair, as opposed to mm-hmm. by by coloring. You can't sell that in a play set. This mm. is gonna be the boring egg chair. It's
0: fair. Grice calls Stucker a whiner and gives him to Bundy and her laser saw. Crosby thinks this is all great, but Grice tosses him to Bundy as well, and she hacks him all to bits as Grice tells his men not to not look away.
2: Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I said also laser saw him. Let's saw oh, yeah. everybody.
0: No, she's big in the laser sawing. This is the price of rebellion, and I guess informing on a rebellion to keep it from happening.
2: I like the shot of, like, all the uh, the bad boys kind of in the stands. They're like, oh, yeah. we're in the splash zone. Like, there's blood everywhere. And then they just, like, someone covering their mouth. And one going, like,
1: oh.
2: And yeah, everyone's, like, really she's shocked. She's too and like, into it. She's doing something weird with those guts. Well, you know what she's doing. It's in the grundle. But, like, that's the mm. thing. It's like, I, y'all were a part of it. Like, you know he was going to do it crazy. And you pulled the guns. And you know he was going to, like, Mm-hmm. let her go ham with that like electro saw or whatever as I, I, I feel like, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing the bonelessness of these boys. Cause they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll stop a guy, but not like see him get, you know, taint sawed. Like, let's get yeah. out of here. Get it. Get out of here. This Grice Republic, he's, he's out to kill and you're all a part of it. What with your weird noses. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And I'll say also that, um, this own dude's killing does a great job to uh, recertify
2: Grice's evil bona fides. <laughs> killing his own dude, you know. Yeah. I do, I do like that they they kind of qualify him as like it's like he's trying to be Judge Death, and it's like no, nah, I mean you know yeah. yeah. Where else Kinda. do you really go? You you got yeah. there's only one way to go, which is up. I guess mm-hmm. in body count.
0: Yeah, in a med bay, a shirtless but helmeted dread wakes up the doctors tell him that he's been that they've been beaten by grice they've lost but dread refuses to hear this he gets up from his sick bed, tearing off monitoring equipment a judge asks dread what his plan is and he just kind of produces a baseball plat I, baseball bat out of nowhere Just i got my plan right here and yeah. while he's buff as hell fox i think you might need a better plan
2: I mean, yeah, you're not going to stick him to death or whatever you're going to do with that phallic object. You're dying of the meat virus, bro. I mean, I'll tell you this much. No pustules on his body, but, you know, we didn't check under the hood, so to speak. Again, yeah, back to the grundle. Um. I meant the helmet, but yeah, the grundle also.
0: (laughs) Next up, John Aldrich takes over on lettering, and I will say, issue to issue, you can see a difference between Aldrich and oh, sure. Frame. Some of these titan jerks are bracing an old woman in a wheelchair, but she has no money. And then suddenly a manhole cover comes flying out. It's dread,
2: and he's taking these guys out for jimping. I, yeah, I do like, I mean, tossing a manhole cover to smash into a dude. Real good, real no, good play. It. Also, her saying she doesn't have nothing. She's got that old lady push cart. Come on.
0: Mm. And Dredd also takes one of these guys out while he's holding the granny hostage or a RoboCop kind of move here. He le- he tells Your them to move, go. Your
2: random vagrant. And tells, and tells her to tell everyone that Judge Dredd is back. Yeah, just don't spray paint it. Don't gossip about it. Just general declaration. God yeah. knows he, he might come back for you. Yeah, don't commit more crimes while you're law.
0: doing it. Jeez. Um, Meanwhile, Grice is overseeing a big project in the Statue of Judgment. Oh, my God. He promised a spectacle. And with a giant, crazy
2: grin, he blows up the statue. I love the art sequence for this where it's just the explosion and then it falling and then finally smashing into like countless, countless mega blocks, which is, again, like hundreds of thousands of people. Definitely. Yeah. You, you can, you can
0: see sort of before they blow it that they've basically just rigged charges around the ankles of this big giant statue. So that when they blow, the whole thing just goes toppling over like, like a tree that's been lumberjacked, you know? And like you say, it smashes into dozens of city blocks. And of course, each one, each city block's got like 50 to 100,000 people in there. So the loss of life must be astronomical. But they're all dying of a plague anyway, so whatever. Um, so it's a
2: mercy? Jesus. Maybe.
0: And it also just knocks a big hole
2: in the uh, side of the wall into the city. Anyone who's, you know, kind of constructed walls or retaining walls in general is going to tell you, well, there's your problem. Got mm. a b- Listen, well, there's your problem. You got a big old judge head smashed into the... Got a big head (laughs) smashing your wall here. We're going to have to tighten this all up. This is going to be a couple weeks, maybe a few months of work here. You're going to need a a a whole lot of cement. It's It's a a write-off. Christ
0: Christ exalts the destruction of this symbol of the judges. But side judge Janice sees it for what it is, a way into the city so the judges can take it back. Hershey gives yeah. the call to mobilize, and Dredd is making his way through this wreckage when he hears
2: a voice, it's Bundy with a ch- with a big chain flail thingy. Yeah, man. It's got little spike balls at the end. That's how you know it's business. Totally.
0: Dredd and Bundy are going hammer and tongs when some passing jerks in an H-Wagon decide to open fire on them. They're like, oh, I can, I got to beat on Dredd. But I don't have a clear shot. It's
2: like, ah, just shoot. Who cares about Bundy? Uh, Yeah, no, the only person who would care is Grice, and I mean, he's crazy already. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, Luckily, the bullets don't really do that much, I guess. (laughs) These guys are just still fighting even as shots rain down around them.
2: They're quality judges, clearly.
0: Yeah, Bundy kicks Dread in the face, and he dodges out through the su- through the gunfire. Bundy prepares to take Dread out, but before she can land the telling blow, she's distracted by a Hershey, and the rest of the judges calling her a bitch too, which. Rude. gives dread time to grab his lawgiver and shoot an armor piercing shot that goes through bundy but also hits that h-wagon that was shooting guns at them and it blows up too
2: i it's it i'm listen if anyone can line up that shot it's the dude who got like 99.79 percent on his accuracy score or whatever absolutely
0: yeah it seems janice
2: led them to dread again and
0: they give Dredd his bike back. It's time to retake the city. And Dredd says, all I know is he, like leave Grice for me. He's mine. I'm going to
2: drive there and I'm going to get him. I'll beat him up. This will be like no problem for me.
0: <laughs> Janice senses Grice as we see him wandering through the Grand Hall of Justice with a flamethrower. Just burning everything as he goes. He
2: clearly doesn't have... An exit solution here because he's like walking around burning every. Like, there's no, there's no, like, I'm walking out of this. It's just he's like, not I'm doing, gonna burn all he's this.
0: Not, yeah, he doesn't. He, he's not setting fire to the place with a clear exit between yeah, no, him and the flames.
2: Just, he's just setting everything on fire and he's like, burn, burn. I'm like, man. He's, if Judge Shred didn't come along, what the fuck were you going to do, man? He's painted
0: the floor and has made a real rookie error in terms of ability uh, to leave after exactly. he's done painting.
2: And it's a, a flamethrower, which means that like it's also throwing like flame slime everywhere. So it's not like, oh, I'll just like do a little fire here, a little fire here, and then I'll walk out that way and do some more fire. Nah, no, man, he's like 360 no-scoping this entire fucking room
0: flame slime like the princess bride um oh, anyway he's chanting that there is no law there is no no law. No, no there is no law he said to play the- anyway i got one thing God to say it. to you if you say that there is no law fox well, i say i am the law <laughs> cue guitars the law is only mostly dead fox. Grice is not impressed with Dred's catchphrasing though, and unleashes a gout of flame at him. Next time on Dred,
2: white heat. Alright, I don't like the way that they said white. That's how hot it is. It's so hot that it's white? I feel like oh yeah, white hot. I felt like it's not blue I don't know, man. Anyway, it was nah, great. White,
0: white's hotter than blue. <laughs> Come on. Well.
2: White White is the heartiest number that shall have a two. Yeah, exactly. So I uh man oh man, uh the the biggest complaint I have about this is that I wanted Grice to have a little bit more panache than just uh like just a wholesale murder on everybody, right? Mm. Thought maybe you'd have like uh, you know, kind of a scheme. Turn the plate, like start putting his face everywhere, you know, doing all yeah. this other stuff. But like, he's just, uh, he's just insane, I guess, at this point. Cause like, Grice is just like, I'm gonna reform this city and I'm gonna do it with this whole thing going on. <laughs> Got the good suit and everything, but instead he just turned into kind of like a mindless criminal. That, I mean, he's doing a lot of damage. Don't get me wrong. He's setting fire to the entirety of the, um, Justice HQ. Obviously, he blew up an entire. Very important statue that's been looming over us for the entirety of us reading this comic. But, you know, I, I don't feel if it's a hundred percent earned, but I do like Grice. I like this insane flamethrower man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I don't know. I've I've kind of got some problems with, with this Inferno story, I guess. I feel like it's a little bit too dumb almost, if that
2: makes sense. Yeah, that's a no, you, that's exactly correct. It is just like there's so much that they put in terms of stakes that he's done, but everything that also, he's doing, it feels like it's just, it's so stupid. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to kill everything again. It's yeah. it, I it thought, feels so aimless. I thought Grice
0: as a character that was like justified in his dislike of dread and had, like sort of a lawman who had been like, who had a vision of what mega city of, of a, of a more dictatorial mega city. Right. One was a little interesting and they sort of jettisoned that. I don't, I don't like that they keep saying bitch fox. I really hate that like generally.
2: I, I mean, I, Hershey Hershey can earn it. That's mm, that's something that she can she can run with. But yeah, they I don't I a am lot.
0: A, I'm also not a huge fan of the fact that they've done this like um oh, Dredge in trouble. Oh, but then like he gets his ass saved by Hershey again. Like they've done that like
2: like at least twice. Yeah, and it does. It does feel like is he not getting old and slow because Walter was one of the ones that saved him, and I'm like, oh right. god, it's just sort if of you've fallen that far from grace.
0: <laughs> it's just the same device over and over again that I'm sort of le- yeah, again a little bit less impressed by. I guess um, I think it's okay, like it it's is, fine. It is not but... our
2: best dread story, and I think that you're right. I think there's the the complete heel turn. For Grice, because again, like like you mentioned, why was he in prison? Because he very much disagreed with Dredd so much that it's like, hey, we met you in an alley and beat the ever living fuck out of you.
1: Yeah, still got I think-
2: caught, right? Like, and and he had the chance to make his dictatorial government, and instead he's like, I'll just kill everybody and then do it to everybody else and all of the other mega cities. It's like, yeah, what? and I guess what?
0: like we've seen Dredd be a little smarter and like more able to. Do to like figure out a plan and do stuff, than just like oh, this guy's beaten me a couple times. Well, Well, this time I've got a bat, you know. Then that sort sort of thing.
2: uh, Just look at Judge Cal. The man went to the sewers and conscripted a giant, weird, smelly man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But a lot of like, that was
0: also then like finding out, like analyzing the tapes and seeing that Khaled hypnotized oh, yeah. all the judges and stuff like that. You know, there's sort of, there's there's more things they could be doing. And I think we are kind of seeing this story specifically is also kind of an example of uh, of Grant Morrison's um, like satirical edge. You know, this story is a little bit of a, an attempt to be kind of a parody of uh, of dread stories as
2: well sure and, i i just expected them to find like a like a, a fix for for the whole virality thing and then whatever yeah, kind of deeper like over. Yeah. Yeah, and,
0: and, yeah and hey speaking of the uh of the satirical um oh no no intonations of grant morrison and others we
2: don't have to <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah let's but do we will. thrill to big dave Mm. Scripture about Grant Morrison and Mark Miller, art robot Steve Parkhouse, Legging Robot Annie Parkhouse. Oh no, Fox, the evil princesses yeah. die, and Fergie have replaced the British royal family with robots. We see Fergie puking out the side of a cab, then offering to pay for that cab ride the hard way, if you take my meaning. As uh. inside Buckingham Palace, Big Dave is confronted by both robot and human Prince Charles's. Prince uh. Charles, yes. The robot prince is not very convincing to me, but for Dave, it's a bit of a stumper. In the end, Fox, you can only bottle one of them, and he makes his choice. And it's the human prince Charles that he takes out. Oh, no.
2: Oh, no. Oh, it's a comedy. One of the
0: queen's guards arrives and notices Dave's mistake, but Dave's dogs arrive and just bite that dude's dick off, and Dave takes <laughs> his gun. <laughs> Oh God!
1: Dave oh, then wanders man. the
0: palace, shooting up royals. First Prince Philip and Princess Anne, then Edward and Andrew. Finally, showing down with Queen Elizabeth to herself. I mean, all right. The monarch goes for a pistol on the ground, but Dave guns are down, declaring England's freedom from robot regents in front of a Union flag. Hands off, Britain! <laughs>
2: I guess he killed the entire royal family. There's that to be said about the comic.
0: I mean, you know, Die's still there in Fergie, I suppose. Well, I think I had, mean, their kids are there. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, meanwhile, a ton of army lads in tanks and helicopters are massing outside the palace. They'll take down Dave quick, clean, and vicious, just like El Alamein, Port Stanley, and Kuwait.
2: Big Dave must die.
0: Yeah. Well. And I'll mention uh, our here, kid's gonna, our kids
2: gonna get that joke.
0: Yeah, well, because you know it's a, it's a, one you know we're a- aiming towards teenagers, you know, and all comic reading teens are well aware of um of a uh, El Alamein because it's the big uh you know British tank uh
2: British tank battle that sort of turned oh, the tide I, I of meant, World War Two. Kuwait more than anything else. Of course,
0: we know Kuwait. That was just a year ago in 1993 or a year or two years ago. And the real question is, would they recognize um, Port Stanley, Britain's heroic win in the Falklands I- Falkland Islands, Fox? Okay. Because that's the joke, is that they're sort of like claiming valor for their heroic deeds in the Falklands, which, you know, is easy to make fun of, I guess. Sure. The royal fam with the royal family dead and robots in their place, Dave, preba- Dave prepares to head off and get a kebab, but first he must be knighted by the umbrella of the robot queen. Safe! Suddenly, though, postman Pat pushes his way through the surrounding army, dudes. He's found Dave's Jiro. Uh, but this wasn't enough to keep his cat from getting eaten again. Oh no. Two Jiros in one it, week? Hey, good. Is it it's it what is a Jiro? We talked about it last time. It's um, it's like the unemployment
2: check that uh, Brits get. God, it's, the fact that I didn't retain it. You know what? Why did I ask the question? Please continue. It
0: gets mailed to you, and that it's like a I forget. It's there's something to it. I did the research for it. Refer to last episode, everybody. I, I, I it's not on the top of my head. <laughs> um. Anyway, two zeros in one week. Dave's having a great time, and then oh, a, a seductive voice calls out. Bleed Nell, It's Fergie And die And lingerie In a fancy palace bed
2: Dave Yeah with With chips
0: Yeah Dave strips Strips, strips down To his box His polka dot boxers And sneakers And dives right in God this This whole thing Is just so The army prepares To strike As Dave Savors the afterglow And eats some of those uh, Chips that The royals Had in bed With them Then the army calls. They won't let Dave threaten their way of life. Come out with your hands up. Don't be a fool like Galtieri, who was the president of Argentina um, during the Falklands and stuff like that. Um, The door of Buckingham Palace opens, and it's Dave, Di, and Fergie, and they all got guns. They start firing with their homophobic war cry, we fade to black. Then we see scenes of battle and destruction, soldiers and generals killed. And in the wreckage, Big Dave toasting a can of lager, his princesses draped across him, one of his pit bulls taking a shit. The end of Big
2: Dave. (sighs) Is it the end, the end? Big Dave will return the start of 1994. You've cursed me. Yeah, it's good times. You've cursed me. (laughs) So just to kind of... Yeah, go ahead. No, No, we don't need to.
0: I just it's want, bad. I just want to say, like you know, uh, there is a letter in Prague eight forty nine that I think sort of sort of sets up the state of play a little bit. Um, Richard Griffiths, the off, the the author of that letter, sort of calls out some of the problems with Dave. He focuses a lot on sort of making fun of both the military and um, about like like Rottweiler or uh, dog attacks and stuff like that. Oh sure, um, I I, I don't know
2: if that's the only problem. Yeah, I
0: empathize with his feelings, but I think you know the the homophobia has definitely become much more a much more visible problem. Sort of twenty eight years later, basically.
2: Um, so I, uh, you, and and I guess the the subjugation of women, especially in hindsight, this shit's twenty twenty. Ah, they're princesses. They're fine. I mean, I wouldn't say that uh given certain information that we now have. I mean like I I'd say generally like I don't know.
0: I I I, I want to read you something Fox. Oh. Um, oh no. And this is this is from uh Thrill Power Overload. Um uh, am I going to
2: disagree with this a lot?
0: I don't know. Um but it's by uh uh Grant Morrison who's one of the writers of Big Dave, all right? And I think it's really interesting that in Thrill Power Overload they actually pull all of the creators of big Dave to sort of discuss it's um, it's like it's background and meaning and stuff like that. Um, so Grant Morrison says, I can, I consider big Dave, one of the best things I've ever worked on. We were expecting some flack, but the truth is most people liked it. Big Dave was originally intended as the viz type strip in our relaunch we wanted to do a satire, which is not so much political as directed towards the media. The captions in Big Dave were based on the journalistic shorthand of Sun headlines. It was patriotic, jingoistic, and taboo-breaking. The mistake we made was in thinking diehard comic fans were au fait with the ideas we were discussing. I was shocked by the number God, of readers fucking... who couldn't grasp the satirical aspects of Big Dave at all, in spite of the <laughs> fact that they were nailed to every page.
2: Okay. First off, sorry. Uh,
0: five go ahead, go five ahead. years. Five years later, the same detractors were all reading loaded and laughing at South Park, so they can all fuck off.
2: Okay, so South Park, I feel like actually nails satire by being relevant, um, and it's not even on the nose most of the time because they end every episode with. Quite literally staring at the camera and saying, this is actually, it's th- this is fucking horrible, which Big Dave doesn't do. Um, and calling something satire to, ma- like, okay, best of intentions. You were like, ah, it's Sun Headlines. We were, you know, kind, kind of trying to take the piss out of that. Uh, doesn't really mask the fact that, like, you still used language. You still used... Like uh, short form to completely be uh, horrible, and to me, that's for the sake of being horrible and saying, "Ah, it was satire, right?" Now, even if at the outset that this was satire, all right, you're you're not writing about eating babies when really it's about a fucking potato famine, all right. So, quite honestly, it's like the pros weren't there. So I disagree with, with his statement. I mean, I, I, I encourage people to indulge in satire, right? Because it's a great way to disarm political devices or to disarm uh, uh, people being just nasty little shits. But quite frankly, the feeling that I got from Big Dave was completely divisive. And I get that Big Dave is not meant to be this lovable character. But there is no, there's no grounding in him. There's no juxtaposition to like, nah, man, this guy's actually bad, right? To, to, to kind of give you that perspective. So instead, it's just, this is a thing that we put in our comic book that is relatively pretty shitty, right? And, uh, you know, at least for me reading in the future, right? I'm not, I'm not a kid in 93 reading this right now. Not funny. So ultimately it's like I don't I don't know how many 15-year-olds were fucking reading The Sun at the time but I can tell you what I was doing at 15 not necessarily 93 obviously but I wasn't looking at like newspaper articles or like random little like tabloid papers I was like hey there's that like you know Disney fucking book or here's this you know comic book or Here's a video game that I want to play, right? Like, I'm not thinking topically about what the fuck's going on in the world. I don't know. I just marginally know those things are happening, but I also don't have an opinion or feeling on them. I got to. I gained those things through through like my eighteen through twenty year old like life of just like ah, I got to pay fucking taxes and shit and think about this. I don't know. Like, I feel I feel different,
0: I guess, because I remember being fifteen. And like, you know, if if, if you would have made political jokes, I would have gotten them. Like I was into that stuff, you know, like, I guess big example, for instance, um, I was 15 when the book uh, Rush Limbaugh is a Big Fat Idiot came out, right, by, by Al Franken, which is a book that is specifically about um, American politics at the time. It's got like a breakdown of like the Republican like presidential field at the time and stuff like that. I listen to NPR and things, and I sort of knew a little bit of, of, of the language that um, extreme people used and stuff. You know, the sun, head, the sun headlines that we're talking about are things that a... Kid would that's a person would see just walking down the street in England at this time? You know, they'd be the broadsheets in um, in a news agent where you bought 2000 AD, for instance. They'd be like things they talked about on television that your parents would be reading and stuff. Like, I think so I, I s- think that like we can we can see like I'm willing to you know if we're talking about a, a magazine or a comic that's aimed more at teenagers and stuff, I think we can expect them to. Be into these little, you know, into political jokes, into current events and stuff.
2: I, I, I suppose. But if you look at the language that you, you just sort of transcribed for us, right? He's like, ah, people didn't like it, but they didn't fucking get it. And then when someone else did it better than us, they were laughing at it and then like, fuck them. To me, that just says like, hey, this didn't land. And you're a little bit bitter about how it didn't land, right? <laughs> that's possible. And sure. I would, I, I would say that if it didn't land, my dude, the fact that it didn't land was because honestly, it didn't land. And if South Park can get that across better than you, I, I mean, to me, it's like, hey, that while that may be humbling, and that's not necessarily bad, right? Take some notes because, like, if you really feel like you could do Big Dave again, do Big Dave again. But, like, you know, read the room. Because yeah. for me, it was unenjoyable. It was slog. And not not from the fact that, like, oh, the guy said poof. It's like, okay, I get it. Slang during the time. He's not a great guy. I Like, I'm not necessarily going to knock it, it for vernacular. But I am going to knock it for the fact that it's like, ah, oh, God. Like, <laughs> this ain't funny and I don't like this guy. And while I don't necessarily have kind of the understanding of what was going on during the time. Not 100%, right? When 93, I was, you know... Sure. Wasn't even, like, fucking 10 years old by that point. But still, like, I can go back and watch an old South Park episode when I was, you know, fucking 12 or whatever at the time when they were coming out, or 13 or 14 or 15, and I can understand that in hindsight. With this, it's like, it just feels kind of shitty without a moral center, Right. Sure, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I'm I've I found a I, I managed to wring some yucks out of
0: uh, Big Dave. So Sure. But I'm I'm happy to, to agree to disagree about it as well. Anyway, Fox. Speaking of senseless violence for fun.
2: Speaking of <laughs> agreeing to disagree.
0: Thrill three slaughter bowl. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> I love this
0: comic. Script robot John Smith, art robot Paul <sighs> Pert, Letting robot Ellie Deville, Fox Stanley Modest, average man seemingly framed for just a ton of murders and stuff. Seemingly. Is the hot Slaughter Bowl favorite, and he's armed with tactical nukes. Start and frankly, starting to disassociate as the next round of the competition begins.
2: <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, everybody who was like giving him guff and not, not, uh, Putting their stamp on his pony. They're feeling really bad eating now. eating their hat right now. Yeah. No, yeah. We
0: learn about a bunch of contestants killed by a trap on the course at the Guanji Pass, which I believe is a reference to the movie The Valley of Guanji, which is a Ray Harryhausen dinosaur versus cowboy movie. Um, and it seems it's very good yeah last year's winner mr throat has been gravely injured crippled from the waist down he's under surgery now and will be grafted directly oh onto God. his dinosaur mount or,
2: or or as we call it the smash tv special
0: absolutely we see other riders getting chomped by dinos as stanley rides hurriedly through traps and machine gun fire and the crowd chants his name Again, he can only think of his wife as he reaches another scoring tower and earns more points. And we see that very wife covered in bandages as we learn that his healthy winnings purse has allowed them to basically just rebuild her from the rebuild her from the ground up, God, healthy dude, new just body. Like, what the fuck? Rebuilt by plastic surgeons and stuff. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mister Throat is back in action, directly connected to his T Rex's nervous system.
2: Oh hell yeah! He's gonna whoop him some Dono butt. We, what I'm, what I, I have a question for you, you Conrad. Know. Okay, so torso down, mm. this man's gone. No grundle, no junk, no trunk. No, right now he is connected to that dinosaur's nervous system. Absolutely. Does that dinosaur fuck? Well, of co- I mean, one of course. All, all I'm, all I'm saying is, I mean, of actually, no, literally, ye- to another. Literally, yes, that happens later in this story. That's <laughs> that's the answer I love to hear, baby. We're about to get to it. Honestly, <laughs> we see another writer being set out
0: with me- um, without medical attention because he doesn't have enough health points. As Stanley suddenly gets hit by fire
2: from the freaky deacon. Oh no! Oh, God, I'm going to be blown apart by the Freaky Deacon. We see that's the, the
0: co-joined twins, the Nancy boys, get taken up by Mr. Throat and then cut back to Stanley, who's lying on the ground, his arm twisted in an odd direction, a giant hole in his side as Rolf,
2: his floating baby sidekick, begs him to get up. I mean, his guts are falling out mm-hmm. of his right side. That's not, not, that's not, not a how you like, want him to be. I, Oh, well, I mean, asking someone to get up when their leg is basically dislocated and the other one is kind of bloody and also guts are coming out of his side. It's a really, it's a tall order. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely,
0: Throat has finished off the Nancy boys and is just going after a few lagging behind players as he makes his way towards the start of the rate right, or to the the front of the pack. Meanwhile, Stanley is coming to as Rolf yells at him. Stanley can't feel his legs because he don't got no legs no more. I mean, he does technically, but he can't use them anymore. Um, Throat's assault continues as Stanley and Rolf rig up some kind of sling. We cut to Stanley's wife being unbandaged by ace plastic surgeon Cliff Hammond. She looks in a She's mirror. She's
2: beautiful.
0: I'm beautiful. Back on the field, Stanley's lashed onto his dino, just barely able to reach the controls to go forward. So it's time to go and hit the
2: musk bomb. And it's it's like located on the other dino, right? It's
0: like in like some tower high above the course, I think. But suddenly, right, okay. Mr. Throats upon Stanley... Stanley runs as Rolf once more advises him to hit the musk bomb but Mr. Throat has other plans and fires a shot that cuts Stanley in half Stanley screams and shoots the bomb and suddenly the entire course is saturated with synthetic carnosaur musk
2: putting all the dinosaurs into heat it's time to F so yes they do indeed fuck Fox right now This all, I'm, all I, all I, so okay, so now that we're here, Conrad, yeah, he didn't dislocate himself from his dino until much later. So that, I mean, he's feeling all of it. Oh yeah, I think he just got—he's he got bu- connected to the nervous system, so he's got the dino boner and just like go nuts right. over there. He's feeling. I mean, honestly. Do you ever wonder how it feels for a dinosaur to do a bone on? Yeah, rock hard cloaca, definitely. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> like, what juices are even coming loose out of these dinosaurs? Who knows? Anyway, Fox. <laughs> I listen. These are the hard-hitting questions, absolutely, that our viewers want to no, know. No, you're right. It sets off, l- especially because I'll say it's, it's, <laughs> it's sorry. Especially because when, uh, when. Um, Stanley is like getting hit by the musk. Yeah. There are literal, (laughs) there are literal sperm flying through the air around him when he's sniffing that musk. Live it
0: up. Yeah. Um, It sets off an explosion in Stanley's head as the whole field devolves into a chaotic fuckball bloodbath. Stanley
2: sees blood on his hands. I mean, listen, fucking and killing, right? Mm -hmm. Go hand (laughs) Stanley
0: sees blood in his hands as Mr. Throat loses control of his mount. And Stanley remembers, remembers all those murders and mutilations he's done over the years. He wasn't framed. He did it. He did all the murder. He did all that shit. He's a terrifying serial killer. And all he wants to do is kill. And kill
2: and kill 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 and kill. It's like if Hannibal Lecter lost his memory, then gained it by smelling a bunch of dino spunk. Totally. And then, like oh yeah that's right I like to eat people I'm gonna eat these people both Stanley and Throat are free
0: of their dinosaurs now and unable to walk they're pulling each other forward on their arms Throat just a bloody torso bleeding blood and guts behind them they both crawl towards each other and fight tooth and nail as we literally as we see a triumphant Stanley Mod is covered in blood especially in the mouth having
2: crossed the finish line after gnawing off Throat face he's won the slaughter bowl oh yeah and that's not even the piece de resistance before he gets his trophy stanley gets a call from his wife who
0: says oh no she's leaving him because she's fallen in love with his plastic surgeon Oh, it's sad, yeah, right. but no worries, buddy. Is because as a slaughter nah, bowl champ, he'll have all the money in the world and access to all the depravity and sin that that money gives you access. To, that gives you able, lets you plug into. He feels.
2: I feel like he's going to be able to kill whoever he wants to. Mm,
0: really, he feels the weight of the meat that he bit off Mister Throat in his belly. And he gives us a terrifying smile as we learn that Stanley Modest has never
2: been so hungry. He's got his appetite back. The end of Slaughter Bowl. Stanley's back, baby. Please tell me Slaughter Bowl will return in... No, no. One off. One and done. fuck off. Fuck off. This is so good. I mean, I'm glad it ended, right? Like, I'm glad it ended on this. So I have a question for you, Mm -hmm. Conrad. So... How do you feel about the ending as I had mixed feelings about it initially and then came to kind of love it? Because like, as soon as I kind of learned that Stanley was the murderer, I'm like, okay, well, I know the wife's not going to... As soon as I saw the wife being beautiful and him being a killer, I'm like, she's not sticking around. Mm -hmm. Uh, I kind of knew it was going to happen, but I knew it was going to happen in the same Prague that all of this came through, right? So... I like that. I thought Stanley was innocent through the whole thing, mm-hmm. and then it, and then he wasn't, and then I knew his wife wasn't going to stick around. But it doesn't matter, and I love that kind of. But it doesn't matter approach. But I'd love to hear your feelings. Yeah, on I mean, I like all.
0: I I really want to say I love the reveal that Stanley actually did that stuff because we have spent so much of the story thinking that he's innocent. You know, you talked about that a couple of times. You know, like what's up with this frame job or something, um, going into it, going into this last section, and what I think is what it really is, and it's something that's a little rare in in 2018. We've seen it a couple of times. Um, mm-hmm. Is just this big twist
2: mind fuck kind of thing, you know. Like, yeah, that, I, I'm glad it wasn't just like there was some mysterious benefactor that made sure he won. Mm, you yeah, know, that's what I was just kind of a, expecting. It's
0: just a, com- you know, like the some of the best twists um, in like a movie or something. It gives you that sort of like sinking feeling in your stomach, kind of thing. I think it really it, it sets out to do that, and it really accomplishes it. In a way that, as an example, say, learning that, like, Kano's family was all ghosts in the Bad Company story oh, earlier this yeah. year. The way that that wasn't successful, this was successful in yes. doing that 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 kind of twist, you know? Yes,
2: absolutely. And, and
0: I think that, like, having St- Stanley's wife leave him was just sort of an icing on the cake or, like, a, uh, you know, just sort of, like... A funny way to resolve that um, plot line that that, that we've been doing. Yeah, like, I don't know. And I just really love just all so much of this story. uh, Just all the like the feverish sportscaster narration of all this stuff everything is so great like it's just well tuned oh, it's on point it tells a story very quickly and gets through things it's really great john smith honestly has been having uh, yes. an amazing an amazing say, john year smith, this year great work um between this and Firekind and other stuff um and so just to give you clearly gets yeah it. i think clearly gets he him. knows what he's doing here and especially in these sort of like short you know just getting in and out and telling these interesting stories um so, just to talk about these creative teams, we'll see John Smith next episode as he comes back for more uh, Tyranny Rex. And artist Paul Pert will Ooh. return in spring of 1994.
2: I, I'm i kind of – I would love to see some Tyranny Rex with John Smith. I mean, he's the guy who writes it always. Um, no, I know. I know. I just like – that's just a good – bringing it back, especially just, like, on the flex that he's done lately. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: I'm intrigued by it, although I got to admit, Terry X has shown up a fair amount in the specials and annuals, which you've been skipping, and it's, like, it's a lot of text
2: pieces and stuff that are, that are moderate at it's best, a lot of, Fox, It's rough. Moderate at best. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he's better off at these one-offs. I, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I think, like, you know, we talked about this in Firekind, but I really think... The key to John Smith, John Smith's writing is just building to these crescendos, right? Whether like the, the, the Hronoth rising in Firekind mm. or this final fight in us, in a slaughter bowl and stuff. There are the, he, he's amazing at these huge, titanic, um, nearly stream of consciousness feeling moments that, you know, build off the stuff that he's done previously in the story and really and yeah, exactly. end with a,
2: Stanley's and the literal bang you know Stanley's Stanley's whole like remembering and all of it being um like strung together of him remembering was just so visceral yeah I I really enjoyed it again like Slaughterball, I I loved it Fun, yeah and under it,
0: underrated gem I'd say this is one of yeah. these ones where we sort of found where uh, an, an, another kind of lesser known story that I think is, is is really neat and worth your time, for sure. I truly believe that. Truly. See, I was going to say, speaking of um,
2: not great, but maybe moderate. <laughs> <laughs> but really and truly, not great, but moderate. Drill for
0: really and truly. Hey, it's that thing that you don't have to worry about. There's so little, like uh, some of my shortest recaps ever for Really and Truly Fox.
2: Thank God. You know what? Watch this. Go for it,
0: Conrad. Script about Grant Morrison. Art about Ryan Hughes. Letting her about Ryan Hughes. Drug runners, Really and Truly, are power boating through the flooded ruins of Los Angeles when an armored helicopter from the Buddha Boys opens fire on them, more appear in a nearby speedboat as the gals take evasive action. Meanwhile, Scuba Trooper and Johnny Zavago are still on the run from the House of Fun, as really and truly do some fancy boating and take out their pursuers. The they Once their pursuers are taken out, the bad news soon reaches boss, Buddha, who orders the bearer of that news killed and then says, ah, fine, let him go, that's the way of the universe, and says Captain Nice in the House of Fun will deal with them. The, okay. the gals have arrived at San Francisco, but they don't have any of the drugs. Oh, no. How are these jerks gonna get high? Ugh. Suddenly, I the house of fun comes bursting out of the sea. There's no beach stuff in San Francisco. That's ridiculous. Um,
2: That's weird. Where are they? Like, sunset? It's cold just as hell.
0: There, just because there is a beach in San Francisco doesn't mean it's a beach town, Fox. It is not. Before Art really and truly can attack those Scuba Steve exits the house. He's captured it. Apparently, the amazing fighting skills of Johnny Zhivago let them do so, but we don't need to see any oh, of that, I good guess.
2: All off camera. It's so
0: fun. All of a sudden, the evil captain Nice appears out of the sea and there's gonna be a showdown, but then his soul pops out of his body because he's been dosed with that void drug from earlier in the story the day is saved and everybody's putting bullets full of music and telepathic waves into their ears plug in turn up burn out the end of early and truly it will
2: not return well good i've got nothing to say on thrill this. five
1: maniac
2: five
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's script by mark miller art robot steve Yol and gina hart letting her about
2: any parkhouse yeah, no, whatever. Uh, Don't like it. <laughs> uh, sim- similarly, although listen, I'll give my I'll give my synopsis at the front. It this this did what um what Armored Gideon doesn't, but not nearly as interesting. Mm. Yeah, I, I I could see it. Maniac
0: four, maniacs four and five have been fighting for thirteen minutes, and thousands are dead. Nothing can stop them until one kills the other. Five shifts to uh, Maniacs 2 and 3 and using the size-changing 3 to enter into the war suit of Maniac 4 as the flying Maniac 2 knocks him about. uh, Maniac 5 monologues that number 4, Jerry, was the worst of them, killing for fun, and is now just a tool to be used by the military to take him out. Jerry eliminates three inside of his head and smashes two with a truck that's still got a dude and his dog inside of it. Maniac five, a.k.a. Frank, transfers into Maniac with a giant Maniac one and tries to crush Jerry. But it's not enough as Jerry targets the fuel tank. And we see Frank in the body of Maniac five stumbling to safety. But Maniac four is still up and coming after him. Okay. The general and those scientist guys and a bunch of red shirt soldiers prepare to defend themselves against the maniac assault as both four and five burst (laughs) through a five foot thick steel door.
2: Yeah, it doesn't fucking last Mm -hmm. too long.
0: They keep fighting and then Frank runs the glass tube with Jerry's brain inside of it. Maniac 5 talks about Jerry feeling pain from the brain, but everybody knows your brain has no pain receptors, Fox. Be smart. You know, you get the headaches from the lining around (laughs) your brain, but not the brain (laughs) itself. Just
2: FYI. Yeah, it's telling you, please, relieve uh, some pressure here. Yeah, head on. Apply directly to the brain. Head on. Apply directly to the brain. (laughs) Head on. Apply directly to the brain. Conrad, Mm. head on apply directly to the maniac five squishes <laughs> you, have, you have to do it for at least 30 seconds <laughs> these these turn of the decade jokes here fucks
0: <laughs> maniac five squishes uh, jerry's brain in his hand and then pulls a grenade from his belt to kill all these no good humans this is cold-blooded murder yeah Fun, isn't it? And then there's a big explosion, and soldiers and checks go flying everywhere. Maniac 5 steps out, not looking back at the explosion. Of course, burning hell, but
1: heads,
2: heads. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's- yeah, So that kind of cool. Yeah, that took away from the- I just, like, you don't need the catchphrase. You just put on your robo-glasses.
0: He called them buttheads. Later in a rainy park, Maniac 5 arrives at a big memorial wall, his own human body slung over his shoulder. He finds his own name on the memorial and dumps his corpse there. I miss
2: you, Frank. And then press. And then presses F to pay respect. That's right. F's in chat, ladies and gentlemen. I miss
0: you. F's in chat. He says, through robot tears, hated in the rain, I miss you. The end for now of Maniac 5. It'll be back in fall of 1995 and a couple specials before
2: then. Oh, okay. (laughs) Fucking- It's okay. Why? (laughs) Why? Is is there more- Is there more to explore? Yeah, I got to see this robot win easily, Fox. Come on. Oh, God. Uh, Press F to pay all I. That's all I thought at the end of this was just like, this is so great because it ended with that. Listen, Fox. Also, the guy's name is Bullock. Frank, Frank. Paul. We're in
0: a period of 2000 AD where we're just going to see a lot of uh, invincible supermen, semi-easily winning fights against uncountable odds. So you better get into it. Oh, good. I'm in that era. Live, it, Yeah, it's the 90s, buddy. Come on, wake up and smell the smell the Java. That's what we call coffee now, Fox. Wait, wait,
2: wake up wake up and smell the Wolverine snicked. Absolutely.
0: Here, put on his trench
2: coat. hey
0: hey fox hey fox what if we like took a regular superhero but they
2: were like they were like dark and like gritty you know what if we said things were dark and gritty fox well so what do you mean by dark and gritty like we use a lot more black in the comic book like a lot more dark colors yeah maybe they say some swears Ooh, I like that because you know we can say swears now how about, and get published. how about
0: if we like kill some like female characters <laughs> that they're related to?
2: Oh yeah, hey yeah, and that way they're they're like even more angry, and then they go out and do some some really like big violence also, to some people stuff that stuff that we did in the seventies that got us like nearly canceled as a thing. We can now do that. But to the lady characters, and to the people who did it to the lady characters by that gritty. Also, hero.
0: we don't do shit unless there's at least three covers for it. Fox, come on, give me a holographic I, one. I mean, listen, we all know what sells a comic, and it's the X Men. Anyway, non
2: thrills, <laughs> covers, and nerve setters. Lovely, it's the height of it. Yeah, Prug Eight Forty Eight. Well, no. I mean just just don't so, don't show Cyclops, and you're good. He's kind of oh the, no. Listen, you don't want to. You don't want to show a cuckold on your on on the yeah yeah you
0: do because you got to show him being cucked by Wolverine, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, Cyclops is suffering. Only sells more
1: comics. (laughs)
2: look at that's what that's what i want to see is like it's the x-men title card at the top and then like the subtext is watch him get cucked again or will he get cucked again question that's the entire plot of the of of
0: blue team x-men for the entire 90s fox
2: everybody knows it (laughs) obvious is Jean Grey back with her, her cuckold husband question mark or will she forget herself again Gold
0: Team X-Men's more about trying to see Storm naked every once in a while
2: but anyway oh, well listen i mean you don't you don't let you don't blow the fan favorite you know do if i have anything to say about it prog 848 i
0: listen judge (laughs) dread inferno storms the best (laughs) Judge Dread inferno's on our cover and drawn by master artist brian balland who will be at lawless this year fox super excited this uh AD comic conventions coming up
2: i'll see you for the new
0: variant i'll be i'll be at lawless whatever it's his first 2000 ad cover since prog 403 in the nerve center. Jesus Christ. Yeah.
2: Christ really? Seriously,
0: it's been a while. Oh my God. In the nerve center. That's so many it's years. It's been a while. In the Nervous Center Tharg admits they've gotten some negative feedback about the summer offensive and teases
2: a quick return by the Gronk in prog 5 or 850. I uh, that doesn't help with what you're trying to televise Give me The Gronk.
0: Either. There's also a droid profile of Grant Morrison of Zenith and half this episodes and, and, and half of the thrills in the first half of this show fame. They like British black comedies Jesus. and The Smiths, as you'd expect. Mid Prague, there's an ad for the sci-fi special
2: and an all-new Roy of the Rovers monthly. Fox. these are soccer comics. I, you know, it it comes up so much. Roy of the Rovers has got to be a big hit that we like, like. I just. Do we not have a pulse on it? Is it just the best comic in UK? Yeah,
0: I mean, it's like a traditional one, I think, although I don't know if it's going to last much longer. We definitely reach a point where pretty much all British comics, except for like 2000 AD and the Beano shut down, we're sort of getting to that point, I think.
2: I mean, listen, it, an action shot of cleats in your face as, as someone's kicking a ball yeah, towards there, your face. There have, right? It's got to be some. There have
0: been some recent uh Roy the Rover's reboots actually that have sort of been interesting, kind of Ooh. bringing them here to the 21st century and stuff like that. Plus, of course, there's a John Wagner's um, modern or a sci-fi version, which is Rock of the Reds, which is where a pro football player gets body swapped by a, a alien from beyond the stars and stuff like that.
2: Okay, is it a brain in the jar that's actually a jaguar? Otherwise, I'm not interested. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying, mean it's a good team, story, maybe? but it is no. There is no
0: mean team for sure. Minairena is different, as oh, we'll see. God. In the input page is a picture of Judge Billy and some general praise for the summer offensive stories, especially Maniac Five. Though Tharg objects to the word
2: "hype" to describe his thrill plugging the. Well, someone's not gonna enjoy the word vibe come twenty twenty. Listen, I say hype when to say excited all the time these
0: days. I'm hype like, for this. I like hype.
2: I like vibe.
0: Mm-hmm. Well that you know, when i when I when I finally get to see something that I'm hype for, then it's all
2: vibes, Fox. Yeah, I know. Then, then you're just straight vibing, tw- which is not- What a
0: January 2022 thing to say. Not what I would say about the Summer Offensive.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not
0: vibing on this. <laughs> no, 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 It is vibes, Fox, so that you're vibing on it. Uh, the prog- No, I'm- It could be a well, couple well, things. Yeah, yeah. The prog with yeah, yeah, the yeah, star yeah, scan yeah, yeah, of Tyranny yeah, yeah, yeah. Rex by fire kind artist Paul Marshall. She's got hot pants and a pair of blazing pistols, and she'll
2: return next episode with Prague 852. I'm all right with the rework, you know? But I do feel like the head prior was was a cooler one. The look.
0: short hair and stuff, it's so interesting. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. 849, we've reached the end of the summer offensive. Oh no. We're finishing Oh no, sp-
2: God, what <laughs> will we fucking do? We're
0: finishing strong, though, with a slaughter bowl cover by Paul Pert with Stanley and
2: throats, dinosaurs caught in deadly pursuit. It's Dino Race uh, 2030. No. That's not Deadly Pursuit. Those are come-hither Whoa. eyes on that fucking T-Rex, dude. <laughs> that is that is a rapey tongue coming out of that fucking
0: T-Rex. celebrates the end of the summer offensive and talks about the coming autumn attack in Prague 852. There's a droid profile of Mark Miller, who tells Big Dave critics to uh, star, star, star off. Claims to be Peter Milligan right, and disses Jim Alexander of Calhab Justice fame. The input page has a picture of Dred's dark secret that he's actually Tharg. A quick letter about the inc- inconsistencies in the Rosette of Sirius. And this long letter about Big Dave, which we talked about the Big Dave section. The prog ends with a preview of the next issue with a big Greg Staples slain and images from Rogue Trooper
2: and DeGronk. I will say the, the Greg Staple's piece very beautiful.
0: Definitely. 8.50, a massive pipe is squashing dread in the Sean Phillips cover. This issue's advertised as part of a two-issue miniseries. As Thark says, it's the calm before the storm of the autumn
2: attack. <laughs> Oh, thank God. I hope it's not as bad as the summer offensive. Mm.
0: He also gives a pronunciation for slain character Neve, which would have been helpful like 10 years ago before I made every big idiot <laughs> of myself, Fox. Don't appreciate it.
2: Well, and so, like, she's not even in it as far as yeah, I can she tell. Neve's one of my favorite.
0: Neve's the really? chick in this, in the slain story this episode, dude. No, it's not spelled the, the same. The story's
2: called "The Jealousy of Neve." Yeah, but I didn't think that she was de- okay. Well, now this she's starts the to make one sense, who's jealous. I'm... But yes, but I thought it was Nim.
0: No, <laughs> like, yeah. Now you're like the now rats. you're talking about me. I was calling her, her Nyama or whatever. No, it's pronounced Neve. Yeah.
2: Well, somebody doesn't know how to put letters together. That's listen, all. but
0: you better be careful or. Uh, uh, Siobhan is going to come over here and kick your ass, all right?
2: That's all right. You can kick I mean, depends on how. Depends on the Siobhan. <laughs> all right. Gross. Anyway, yes. start gearing up yes. for the Autumn
0: Attack, Slain, Tyranny Rex, Robo Hunter, and a new 90s-style mean arena will be there. There's a droid profiled Alan McKenzie with some jokes about Big Dave's political correctness. Oh, sorry. He's sort of like in the in the Mark Miller one. They asked like, "How do you respond to the charges of like racism and and uh, potty humor in Big Dave?" And Mark Miller said, "Fuck off." And in the Alan McKenzie one, they they asked the same questions about um, Luke Kirby. And listen, the the political incorrectness is not the problems we have with Luke Kirby. Just saying.
2: No, no, and and honestly, the new one seems to be starting out just Intriguing. fine to me. Yeah, there's no input page
0: this prog. Just a pinup by Greg Staples of dread trudging through knee deep black garbage water. So, good times. <laughs> Yeah. Prog 851, Kiss My Axe. Greg Staples draws Slane, leaning on his weapon. This one's actually pretty similar to a pinup of Slane by by Glenn Fabry back in Prog 852.
2: Yeah, I remember something yeah. like that. It was,
0: uh, a different artist doing a similar sort of piece of, of a composition about Slane here.
2: 852, 752? Uh,
0: this one's 851, but that image was in 582. Okay, but I might have said it wrong. I get confused when I list these numbers. In the nerve center, Tharg plugs the Autumn attack, including an all new creative team for Robo Hunter. There's, oh, it's oh common. God,
2: <laughs> God no, uh, guys support. Run. I really remember <laughs> when I
0: told you that we were at the end of the Mark Miller Robo Hunter. Um, I
2: I think it doesn't matter. It's a curse. Willie series. Russell in
0: the 2008 Megaverse Facebook group said that I sounded like. A uh, a chaplain in like World War One telling another soldier like <laughs> 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 things can't get worse
2: physically. <laughs> uh, that's just what I mean. Just run <laughs> run away from the story. Everything that we wanted to have told was told and then they started singing. And it's just been downhill I'm since I'm intrigued then. for the new team. Just go away from... Okay, <laughs> sure. I- I- listen. I'm going to read this comic book either way. We'll see it.
0: We'll see how it goes. (laughs) There's a droid profile on Greg Staples, who likes Star Wars and Evil Dead 2, and confirms that he's not related to artist Paul Staples, which I appreciate. Mid-issue, there's an ad for a Tharg the Mighty Glow in the Dark wall clock, which I must have, Fox. I immediately went on the internet to try to buy one, and I couldn't find any. So if you have one of these, I will buy it from you. Please give me this wall clock.
2: I I will help finance that. <laughs>
0: the letters page has a very cr- has a very chrome heavy robot judge 2000, and it's sort of a sleek version compared to the robot mechanismo judges that we're seeing over in the Judgment magazine. Letters have a writer rooting for Dred's enemy, uh, demanding more slain, which they'll get, are angry that um and are angry about the prospect of a comic of the film version of Dread. Oh, which okay. will exist and I be mean, called D- Judge Dredd yeah. Lawman of the future, but w- won't actually be in 2000 AD. Oh, that's just another one of these damn side stories. I got to figure out how I'm going to cover on this show, Fox. Ridiculous. Anyway, and an Australian damn. loves uh, the upside down sci fi comic DA0002 because 0002. 2000 AD is backwards because okay. they're on the other side of the earth. You know what I'm talking about? The proof. LOL. Shout out to Australians. <laughs> The prog ends with a pinup by Glenn Fabry of the, this upcoming Slain this. story, Slain, Demon Killer. The new adventure will be starting next time. Slain looks real surly. There's so a blue I, dude with a third eye and pointy teeth.
2: It it feels like a movie Absolutely. poster, which is, I I really think, what they're yeah. going for. It It's great. It's fantastic. It's like, you're going to see this. You're going to see that. You're going to see this. You're going to see a body... Bi- bi- Pile of bodies. You're going to see a broken skull. Slain's going to be sneering. There's going to be this guy with yeah, the third eye. He's it's blue. It's the classic
0: movie poster formula. And we had one of these for like Button Man, I remember, in 2000 AD. And it's what they Ooh. do when they, you know, have the like the Star Wars one with everybody on it or something like that. And then they make everybody on it into Nicolas Cage or whatever. This this movie poster <laughs> concept of having the entire movie on the poster at once. So it's it's not I, it's I not quite those, spoilers, man. but it like sort of gives you like a sense well, of stuff. You,
2: it gives you. It gives you a capture of some of the shit that you're going to see, which I think is so much better than just, like, showing a picture which is all just a black background and it says, Devoid. And it's like, okay, well, what's the movie about? Tenet. Okay, these are two people. One's upside down, one's not upside down. What's this movie about? You don't know. When you look at one of these, it's like, oh, I know exactly what I'm getting into. It's either going to be very highly made like lots of money was put into this, or oh boy, we're in for yeah. A laugh.
0: I mean, I think I I agree. It's it's got a retro charm. Also, like all those old James Bond posters, where they basically just show you every stunt that they did in the movie on
2: the poster. Yeah, I I want to know that the car will shoot out of its Absolutely. headlights. There's nothing yeah, wrong on. with that. <sighs> speaking of a car shooting again. Yeah, out well, we Ted finished lights. one
0: half of our thrills here, Fox. So let's get to the second half and start prologuing with Thrill Six,
2: Strontium Dogs. Oh man, I this whole God narrative is real, real weird. weird. Yep. I mean, I get it, but also like Skift okay. robot
0: Garth Ennis, Art Robot Nigel Dobbin, Letting Robot Glib. This is the first of a quartet of two parters in Prog A's Prog's eight fifty. And 851, they're pretty much all prologues for upcoming stories. On Parnell's World, where Gronk and Farrell beat that Robo-Gronk guy, the alien medic finds himself chilling on a porch when a furry kid named Mulligan demands Gronk tell him a story about his space adventures. The Gronk agrees, and we go a long, long, long time ago to when God created all the alien beings of the cosmos. There's a ton of them, including cameo appearing appearances from all oh, the Ace I was trucking to guys. Say,
2: yes, yes, that was a good yeah. ad. I'm very, I'm very honestly, happy I could
0: have used that. more 2080 aliens in there. Like, there's one kind of kangaroo guy that could have easily been a Skiz, for instance. You could have put. Tweak from the Cursed Earth on there. Oh they Put sure. some of those freaks, oh, the, sure. those three-eyed dudes from back in the day. All this kind of stuff. Could have put a Dan Dare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could have put a Santarin on there or a smiling Chuck Walla. Ooh, that kind of yeah. stuff.
2: Anyway, <laughs> I guess they had to be good-natured mm, versions. Yeah. Right. Um, God even
0: made the Gronks of the Galego system, but shock horror, he didn't give them hearts. The Proto-Gronk goes to complain to God, and God agrees it's a problem, but he's got to put the finishing touches on the rest of the universe first. So he'll do that, then he'll come back. He's going to mark this missing heart thing as a P1 fox and circle back to it when he gets some free cycles.
2: Yeah. It's definitely not. You well, didn't of the like list. my
0: customer service joke, Fox. I worked on that one. I thought it was pretty good. Anyway,
2: uh, I I thought it <laughs> was great. Mark a P That's good for video me.
0: game jo- video game development jokes. Anyway, eventually God returns I mean, yeah. and <laughs> Gronk te- uh, and then as the Gronk tells Mulligan, God does the worst things he could have done. See, God's noticed that another one of his earlier planets, Earth, is full of violent, hateful jerks, and that's a problem. So, God comes back to the Gronk and tells him he might want to start drinking. Because it seems God is feeling remorseful about Earth and the murderous humans within it. In a couple million years, he knows they'll be leaving their own ruined planet to destroy the galaxy. And that's where the Gronk comes in.
2: And definitely doesn't want to intervene in any particular way. Other yeah. than other than through these like tiny metal, he's a clockmaker
0: clock like Fox. He's just got to make the clock and then step away. So
2: he I, realized now we can. It's my it's my favorite form of God. He's like, yeah, listen, look, dude, I I did this. This is probably pretty fucked up. So I'm gonna give you something that I think like will probably help. We'll figure it out as it goes along, but honestly, He's got it's, one well, final
0: piece I'm of not, the clock he can add, so he's got to desperately toss... Power up these Gronks, because that's where they come in. The well. Gronks will have to heal all of the hate and destruction that humanity will cause, so God's going to pack the hearts of the Gronks full of love and kindness and decency. Give them four hearts, but they're all going to kind of suck, because their job is to love. To swarm the galaxy, spread love and kindness, and maybe put an end to the evil and hate. It's a tough job. It'll take a long time, but that's all they got. And so, the Gronks were born. Mulligan.
2: I don't know if I. I
1: mean, this is
0: clearly like the Gronk creation, like their own creation story, maybe. But uh Mulligan thanks Gronk for the story, and the alien wanders off into the countryside and does this Gronk thing they can do where they just float off into space as he thinks about the commission given to his people by the Almighty all those years ago. And Strontium yeah. Dog will return <clears throat> in Prague 855. So we we'll had one installment of it next episode. I
2: I, I just stopped
0: calling this Strontium Dogs. So. Yeah, we're gonna I mean, we'll get a little bit back on task here
2: in terms of them doing stuff. I, I'm, I'm sure, but the gronk is not, he's just not. Not doing it for you? Like, yeah. even to the, eh, well, and to the point, it's like, you know, I enjoyed Feral near the end, uh, after it was all less skateboard mm-hmm. flips and fucking, like, whatever. Um, And I get it, but, you know, it's not our original voice, no. yeah. right? So it's it still, it doesn't have the bite, it doesn't have the edge, and it's trying to do that. Or it was, anyway. Now, it's like a, a god story. It's it, it's all just, it doesn't read for yeah. me as yeah, Strontium Dog. Where it's like, hey, it's a, it's a grot. Like, listen, if Maeve of the many arms, who I love, all right? My Goro baby, she can be my heartthrob anytime, is a side story. Gronk is mm-hmm. a side story. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, a, yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not main... That's why it's strontium dogs, plural, you know, or that kind of stuff. But I I mostly agree with you. Um, and hey, but l- listen, Fox, I don't got time to reflect because I got to keep prologging. right? Oh, God. ABP, Fox, always be prologuing as we continue <laughs> on to...
2: God. Thrill Jesus. 7, Jesus. Rogue Trooper. At least for... A singular thrill. We got what you and I have both been asking for, which is at least he's talking yeah, to right somebody. Way. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Script robot Michael Fleischer and Falco, which I believe is an Alan McKenzie pseudonym. Art robot Simon Colby letting robot Glib. So we last saw genetic Infantryman Friday floating in deep space after the explosion of that alien manta ray ship thing. But now he's back on Earth, crucified to a tree, using electro um, handcuffs and leg cuffs. Bad times. Uh, Rat bites his hand as he flashes back to a big fight he had with a bunch of mutants, until one of them punched him in the face, and he got knocked out and ended up here. Kills the rat with a single hand, and then flashes back to the events of the War Machine story, um, where his dying comrades Top, 8-Ball, and Lucky all gave him their war gear. Suddenly, he snaps out of his memories as he sees the grim reaper of the battlefields appear. The Scavenger of Souls. The Scavenger, who's this white-skinned monster dude, wanders the battlefield. A legendary soul vampire, I guess. He's sucking green vapor from the bodies of the dead that surround Friday, and he approaches the G.I. But Friday pulls himself free of his captivity, breaking out of the electronic restraints and punching the Scavenger. As he does so, he tells himself the scavenger doesn't exist, but then hears a familiar voice, it's the ghost of his buddy Top, telling Friday to use some kind of weapon on Finally. the monster.
2: Where are them weapon chips? or Biochips, uh, yeah. Whatever, just chips, biochips. 8-Ball
0: then shows up as well to suggest heavier weaponry, and Friday grabs a rifle and shoots, empties a clip into the monster's face. The enemy's gone, and so are the ghosts, Friday puts his gear back on and dismisses all of this as phantoms or things he was imagining, but then turns to see a bunch of real scavengers threatening him. This story ends, and um, the sort of postscript says that Rogue will re- or that Rogue Trooper will return in Prague 867, but it'll actually be Prague 873 in early 1994.
2: Oh God.
0: I'm kind of excited for that one just okay. because um friend of the show Chris West Chris Weston will be doing art for that one. And Ooh. I will say that we are indeed sort of on the highway to Friday getting some biochips um, as we go forward with this story.
2: Thank God cuz cuz one of the things I was going to say is that uh, so what I do like out of Simon Colby's stuff is that we get a lot more face definition, you know, we're we're not we're out of the old rogue territory Mm -hmm. so i'm hoping for a bit more exploration visually you know yeah i'm interested to see how it goes for sure i or something tells me that it's going to be a lot of the same story though
0: i'm in I'm, i'm i'm interested in in practice i got low expectations for michael fleischer and uh and rogue trooper
2: oh yeah no as as soon as i saw that i was like oh good i think we're I oh, forget if, if
0: this specifically it are the stories that um, like they just gave Fleischer a standing order for scripts and he just kept sending them in and like eventually they realized <laughs> that he had a t- they had all these scripts from him and no hadn't planned to use them but they'd already paid for them so they'd like let's just get them out here I think that might be for Harlem Heroes actually because this feels more like Uh-oh. it's um, editorial mandated to bring these biochips back okay good Anyway, speaking of ghosts from the past, Fox, mm, Oh, God. that's nice. I like that
1: one. <laughs>
2: I like it. That was Thrill nice. 8,
0: Luke Kirby.
2: Man, and finally, script, you know, the backstory that we all wanted to make sure that everything wasn't just rape. Mm,
0: script robot Alan McKenzie, art robot John Ridgway, and Gina Hart letting robot Glib. So we're continuing to prologue, this time to everybody's favorite kid wizard, uh, Luke Kirby. Not that other one you might have heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Lunstead, England, 1962. So maybe during or before the events of Luke Kirby One, a bunch of English nerds in robes stand around a camp, fi- a bonfire. One holding a sword, chanting, and uh, they're chanting "Om um, Mani Padme Om," which is a Buddhist mantra, especially big with Tibetan Buddhism.
2: Not really. And as we know, Tibetan Buddhism definitely using
0: swords yeah, and dragon fires. usually associated with with what I would loosely define as witch
2: shit, Fox. But you know, whatever. I I will. I right, listen. Which 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 shit people are going to be finding all the chance. Let they me can. let me
0: just say that this image <laughs> of just a bunch of. Freaking small town English normies doing satanic stuff is why I'm in constant fear of being put in a wicker man living here in small town England. Fox, do
2: not go to the Ely Eels. No, I'm going. I want to see these eels anyway. (laughs) That's this is they're gonna put you in a giant eel or feed you to the if that's how I gotta go, Fox. I'm gonna go eeling. All right, (sighs) just make sure that you're streaming while (laughs) you do it. All right,
0: so. Anyway, um, two men, Ben and our friend Uncle Elias, call those guys fools, especially because they should be over a nexus of ley lines, but that just happens to be right in the middle of Elias's living room because he's a cool magic dude.
2: Well, you can't you can't have it in there. You wouldn't let you, know. you. Plus, the bonfire would ruin the carpet. You'd <laughs> <laughs> have to be like at least like just a fireplace, and you guys would have to have some coffee mm-hmm. and just like. I guess chant whatever fucking culturally appropriated shit that you're Um, doing. The
0: two men and we quickly learn that they're (laughs) you
2: boys doing a ritual. Like he leans in, like, "Would you like some snack crackers? (laughs) Maybe, maybe like a Ritz? Like, would you like some cheese?" Someone the devil. Oh, are you playing that Nintendo (laughs) again, Conrad? I swear to God, (laughs) 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 that Mario, I'm telling you, it's bringing him towards the devil Mm -hmm. every day. So these two men, and we quickly learn that their brothers
0: have tea and talk. Elias explaining that both his brother Ben and his and Ben's son Luke have what it takes to become powerful sorcerers, and that there are evil forces coming their way. So we're gonna need wizards to fight them.
2: Listen, you and your son Luke, you got what it takes. You know that you got all the demon spoiling, yeah. We didn't get much of it. We only got a little bit of it, but you. Yeah, you
0: guys, so much. You you're going to eat cantrips and crap lightning bolts and, and crap magic wands. <laughs> um, oh, yeah.
1: God, that was so, good. So uh,
0: then the two men um, astral project out into the woods where we see these.
2: As you do. I mean, once once you've gone into one MK Ultra program, you've definitely got some
0: space invading shoulder grabbing as this astral projection goes, I'll mention.
2: Yeah, listen, we got to touch each other semi-intimately, and then we're going to astral project out of the roof here. Damn, we're going to float over to where they're doing that big old pyre, and then we're going to watch it, and this guy's going to wiggle his sword at us, and he's going to shoot us away. What would this
1: fight have yeah, yeah. soul
0: I mean, that basically happens. They fly over to the ritual. <laughs> the nerd leader with his glasses tells him to get out of there. And uh, calls upon the devil <laughs>
2: Stop to looking banish at us. him.
0: And the u- cons- his body is consumed in flame to turn into a fiery bolt, which Elias blocks with
2: a magic shield. Elias explains the while. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, it is it is, it is a reaction true, spell. Yeah.
0: No, shield is a reaction.
2: If you're a wizard, that's right. a reaction spell. Just remember, spell.
0: No, no attacks of opportunity, that round fox. Um, folks, yeah, we're playing true. D&D in real life. It's a whole thing. <laughs> um Elias explains that while those guys shouldn't actually have power they clearly do. I mean that could, this guy just incinerated himself and it's because and they're just saying they're just saying whatever yeah.
2: they want on top Basically, of that fire. Basically so, there's just
0: there's so many evil forces just crouching outside of the portal or the gateway to our earthly realms that any fucker can do some magic if they even
2: just try a little bit. Yeah, I know. At any point in time, they are going to storm that living room and turn... Because the ley lines mm-hmm. are in there, right? Like, they're getting yeah. closer. It- we got to deal with this problem because these ruffians, they're going to get closer to my lawn. And quite honestly, law enforcement ain't going to be able to deal it's with true. the flamin' Um And pl- plus,
0: you know, they... Have no real power when they're in their, when they're in their spirit forms, and if they take physical forms, they're vulnerable vulnerable to attack. As the two men return to their bodies, and then we're like, like they've been hit by some sort of psychic blow or something. But then we learn that I guess that's just a result of astral projecting. Mm-hmm. As the brothers <laughs> quickly snap out of it,
2: but Ben, you're just you're just fucking spent after shooting your goo out, out of you. your body.
0: But Ben has picked up a name. As he returned to his body, it's either Jacob or maybe Jack Hobb. Satan himself is coming to Lundsted. Just because
2: is Jack Hobb really I a Satan so. name?
0: Just because you don't believe in monsters no, I mean, doesn't mean he doesn't it.
2: exist. Fox, be careful. I mean, my favorite part of the next part of the comic is that there's a disembodied head that looks like it's shooting at the truck. Just from where it's put, Elias it's sits good.
0: Ben down and shows him a vision of the dark future that will come if these demons take things yeah, over. That's the one. There's starving people and murders and car bombs, concentration camps. And a kid well, eating a hamburger. The kid eating the hamburger is in like, comparison to the starving kid standing right next to him, you know?
2: Sure, and there's the drugs and such, but if you look a little bit to the upper left, the older man... <laughs> The way they put his disembodied head was over one of the pillars of explosion coming from a truck that's like, oh, it's, it got blown up because it's a terrorist or whatever. But it looks like his head is shooting out of the I got to admit, like, I couldn't stop
0: staring at all that sweet, sweet drug paraphernalia, Fox.
2: I mean, there's so many pills and so much powder and then also little packages of powder. Here's what I'll say about the artist here. Someone didn't want to add marijuana there, because, you know, maybe that sticky icky that, uh, and they didn't want to add that there is maybe they're bad. presaging
0: the rise of, um, fucking CBT
2: pills and stuff like that, Fox. Oh, God. Oh, I like, I like that. It's like, it's a CBD, CBD oil what I'm trying to say, yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, I do like that they just have a needle with red yeah, goo inside. It's a like, drug from Robocop I mean, too.
0: You know, get get the nuke in there. That, that's what i'm talking about that's so we, we what I'm gotta fight these about. coming monsters fox and to do so sacrifices must be made
2: <laughs> I, yeah i mean and when they start coming they don't stop coming uh, smash mouth
0: ben is shocked to think that elias is implying the sacrifice of his son luke but elias in response goes obi-wan kenobi on him. like oh yes we'll sacrifice luke in a manner of speaking uh, elias will release the beast inside of him and okay. add that Monster's power <laughs> to Ben's.
1: and this—he's going to
2: That's right, yeah, that's what, what happens. right listen, and he does gotta, it. He does listen, it. There's a sacred right. He does it there.
0: knowing that later Luke will be forced to kill him because of it, which is the events of Summer Magic.
2: Oh, God, I. Listen, again. Or it's
0: an even deeper metaphor than we than we might have originally thought and better not to think
2: about. Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. That (laughs) that is that. So now you're on now you're on my wavelength where it's like the nope, father, nope, nope. the father. We're moving on.
0: Fa- Ben's wife will be okay. taken care of. They both seem confident that he'll survive this encounter. Ben walks into the forest, and that's the last time Uncle Elias saw him ever again. And so, because of that, Luke began to walk the path of magic. Anyway. Be sure to check out apparent po- probably plot essential Luke Kirby stories in the upcoming nineteen ninety-four yearbook, and we'll pick up with Luke in early nineteen ninety-four in the same prog that we start the New Friday story.
2: You're you're gonna have to give me the Cliff Notes version of that, cause ain't no way I'm gonna read the that. Ultra fair. Yearbook. Ultra fair. And if it's and if it's a giant text problem as opposed to, no. I don't know. It's not, be, it's not gonna be the tech books? story,
0: man. Alan McKenzie's the editor. He's not gonna sign himself up to write a write a full <laughs> a full prose story. That's what John Smith's for. Come on.
2: <laughs> oh God. Luke Kirby, the 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 literal problem that will not die but gets more complicated. As it <laughs> Absolutely. And hey. Oh. I so listen, I enjoyed yeah. it. I'm gonna no, tell you, I enjoyed this. There was an appropriate amount of sorcery. I love a good astral projection. You know me. I love hey, a good Dr. astral Strange projection. For sure, it's 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 so good. So uh, all of this was fine. In the deeper context of things, and all of my chortling mm. that you heard, obviously there's some bigger problems that. Let, let's go. I don't want to. I don't want to get yelled at anymore,
0: Fox They've
2: uh it's okay. They can yell at me. I don't respond on the social media. Yeah, see, that's why they don't
0: yell at you. But anyway, fuck, fuck.
2: (laughs) Anyway, speaking, (laughs) let's let's get on to a slightly sexier. Speaking of ancient
0: evils from the
2: from the woods, fox. Speaking of some, I mean, listen, some down to earth, homegrown love. (laughs) this is this is this is me gonna take story.
0: my wife please hey I got no respect
2: oh no thrill, <laughs> it's like the elevator joke all over again. nine slain hey but what's I'm the buff.
0: most fearsome monster in this in these woods it's
2: my wife uh. hey oh look at this guy with all the jokes. give <laughs> Pat
0: Mills art robots Greg staples and Nick Percival lagrobot Steve Potter slain is back we haven't seen God, yeah. you know, I was gonna say we oh, haven't no, seen ahead. the warped warrior since 1990 in the Horned God story, so it's cool to get him back. I think, and
2: this is definitely, you know, I I do like this as like a... I, I would love to see Slan Slania Slanya. slaying repurposed as like a caddy shack. <laughs> All right, who? What are you looking at? I'm. Oh, is it Randy field Yeah, my, for sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. With uh, with my god wife, you're you're still the one that I love. You know, <laughs> Just getting confused and it'd be hey,
0: great a loving marriage has got to be with a goddess because they don't exist. Uh. Hey, look at
2: this guy talking about marriage. Hey, I don't know. just a sad single know, man, Fox. Oh my God! Wait, slain as married with children. Love, love and yeah, marriage, love uh. and marriage, right? Like, cause, like, in one half, it's like you know he's working at the shoe store, but in the other half of the show, he also has to go up to what is effectively the Garden of Eden with his multiple-layered God wife, who's both old, middle-aged. Plus he keep, he young keeps calling back now. the
0: time that he used brain biter to win state and stuff like
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> so. So great! His son is named uh, his his son is named a you know, yeah, or something so like, like
0: that. Fire, you know, whatever. Got a hot daughter. Oh, ooh, dog that talks, ooh, yeah. voice that's got the same voice as little Leela. So this story, Fox, is called the Jealousy of Neve. Slain, right? You know this guy. He's High King of Ireland, living it up, and periodically he goes to spirit world to fool around with his heavenly wife Danu, the Earth Goddess. It seems like that's that's
2: most. I mean, of mean, he'll, he he'll to be honest. I'm I'm he'll take a month off to, to Eve's fuck side this in goddess. This. I'm on Neve's side in this. (laughs) He hangs out with the goddess, fights the orcs and goblins
0: that periodically threaten her realm, etc. She talks about the duality of nature a lot, as you do. And will sexually morph into a bird and things like that.
2: Like, why is Cloaca coming back up again in this episode? I'll say it's coming up.
0: Slain heads home. (laughs) Having spent a month inside the cauldron of plenty and his human wife and Neve is not well pleased by all this. She's tired of sharing slain with other women, especially weird spirit
2: women. Especially ones with the cloaca. I mean, listen, I, so uh, all of the goddess shit aside, she's not wrong here. I mean, I don't know. You, uh,
0: here's all I'm of two minds about it a little bit because she keeps, she, like, she keeps saying less that she's less ha- unhappy about Slane sleeping around and more unhappy about him like going to the spirit realm and stuff. She keeps kind of implying that like the goddess doesn't exist almost, and she definitely does. And this is a world of dragons and evil wizards and stuff like
2: that. Sure, I I think that that is the only leg in this horrible tribe situation that she has to stand on. Versus, like, hey, bro, you know, we're together, yeah, right? But like, like, you keep going in, you keep jumping into that cauldron every time. we Listen, need to have not a to make too many
0: excuses for the philandering slain here, Fox, but the fact is, Slain was married to Danu before he was married to Neve. Right. Slain became king and married to Danu while Neve was still married to that dude that had the magic sword that got his hand cut off and then married some dude some other dude.
2: Technically well, technically beforehand, they were smitten together, yeah. But that, together. that doesn't that doesn't mean anything.
0: You know, they they had they had a teenaged
2: fling and then were apart for a long time. I mean you're you're saying not not to think about the emotions of people, and these are clearly very uh, emotional. I'm and saying that ne- people, Neve so. willingly
0: entered into a polyamorous relationship with Slain, and now she's kink shaming, and that's not cool.
2: That is that is fair. Uh, I think that she's just rolling back the polyamory now. She's not that into it, and they both need to have a conversation while well shackled to a tree. <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know yeah so they keep fighting and then
0: a druid with a skull hat and a globing chalice shows up and says oh, i got the waters of forget forgetfulness drink this and you'll forget And neve will forget her jealousy yeah. and so, slain will forget other women that he's fucked
2: so dude comes in with a like a get out of jail free for you both card the no. both were like no we'd rather be shackled yeah. to the Niamh, tree neve can't for like <laughs> There's no potty breaks well, I there. mean, there, there's always a potty break. You know, you just got to kinda shift around I don't know. around They're the tree. You know? Tight to each other, and there's a goblin that comes and feeds you a bunch of stuff that quite honestly looks like solid. you're gonna have a doo doo. Yeah, neither agree to this. <laughs> well, I don't know about solid, probably soft, or at the Gross. very least. Like- <laughs> um,
0: and so there's only one way they can settle their differences, <laughs> and that's to chain the both of them to a tree and keep leave them there until they work things out. Neve is stoked because she's just going to yell at Slain for like two days. But as this happens, we see a big ape monster in the darkness that might have other plans.
2: Or as I would say, a gorgilla. Mm.
0: So the pair has been tied up there for a couple days and are finally kind of getting at least the roots of their problems a little bit. Neve's really unhappy about
2: the roots of their problem
0: absolutely. tied to a yeah, tree. On purpose. I love that. Neve's unhappy about, like, how, you know, first she was a prisoner of the previous king and then slain, kind of broke in and, and, like, had sex with her and then got banished and she had to live alone with her kid and stuff like that and, you know, give birth on her own and stuff like that. I mean,
2: these are all valid things that she hasn't and been he able keeps to cheating voice. Her, and she you keeps know?
0: cheating on, on her, apparently not just with goddesses, but also, you know, living women and stuff like that.
2: Uh, all I mean, listen. So I'm not, you know, I don't know how the soul tribes things works, but you know, clearly they haven't hashed out the problems, and he keeps jumping into that yeah. cauldron to Meanwhile, solve. Meanwhile,
0: Slain's unhappy that Neve sent their son Kai to be trained as a druid, though of course Neve makes a good point that like the warrior's life is pretty crappy. Like Slain managed to.
2: Well, being a druid, yeah. you live forever and you also summon like weird globule people and stuff like that, right? And let's not forget the, while like
0: that while right? Slane himself managed to luck into being king, we'll all recall Slane's own dad just dying
2: drunk in the Wicker Man and stuff. Like a common Conrad, Fox, if I'm not careful. Uh, but exactly. Well, and, and here's the thing. is like that means that his son's got to kill him at some point. You don't want to put that exactly. on that kid's head. Plus, he's gonna know crazy ass magic. He's probably yeah. gonna be a Merlin Uko or whatever. appears
0: to feed, um, to feed them both and to taunt Slane. Uh, again, it doesn't no. look good. That's like it is very much a, like a cauldron and spoon shower, kind of base monstrosity. Know? And he also says that he's hard at work spending Slane's riches and diddling his spare ladies. It's excellent. But before this can set off another round of arguments, oh, yeah. Slade spots a strange beast
2: in the forest—a wood woes. Nah, it's a it's a gorilla, but it's eh. a gorgilla, which is uh, a gorilla well, and I'll a Godzilla. I'll say that
0: a wood woes is an actual like European folklore kind of thing. All right, it's sort of a
2: fucking. Did you push your Did you push your glasses I up when fucking you wanted did, to tell buddy, me that? It's sort
0: of a crop like. What they look like <laughs> varies from sort of a European Sasquatch to just kind of like a dude, a oh, dude a like carrying a club and wearing like a bush for pants. You know that kind of like that's a big. It's basically like like a euro a a euro version of a bigfoot, along with the Sasquatch in Amer- the Americas, and say the Yeti in in, so in Asia. It,
2: so it does it does exist. It's a big old monkey man living in your woods right now. Yeah, it's sort of very. I but I listen, I'm out of out of all of out of all of the what do they call them uh, crypto mm-hmm. cryptozoology? It's uh, cryptids. Out of all the cryptids that I could believe in, I'll believe in a sasquatch. You know, I'd like to see some proof of a s- sasquatch. All of it's pretty bullshit Mo- right now.
1: Mothman, Moff- all the way for me.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the beast is uh, interested in them, maybe looking for a mate, and Slain manages to break himself free of his bonds and, a cra- and attack the creature. But once both of them are free, the beast runs away and disappears into a tree as it seems that, the, that it is a wood spirit and it manifested to protect the forest from the injury of Slain and Neve's bickering,
2: bickering arguments.
0: Uh, my wife! Yeah, uh, okay, like...
2: I, it's so hard for me to like read this and be like, okay, it what what is this trying to say as 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 a piece of prose? Right, where it's like, yeah, okay, we tied you to a tree, and the big problem that showed up, and well. I, again, and I know you're gonna get into this. It's like it disappeared, and then it's like, oh, let's let's make up now because there was this. Well, they walk home
0: hand in hand, and you it's know? clear their argument really isn't settled. Actually, she wonders. If the two of them can dwell yeah. in honor again, but instead of like answering, they just kind of walk into the distance and that's the end of this story. Slane will be back next episode. Honestly, I, I feel <laughs> like he, here's what I want to say, Fox.
2: All right. This is
0: a realistic end to this kind of story because because yeah. it's it's not that thing where. Oh like we were fighting but then we fought a monster and now because of the adrenaline that we shared doing that fight now we're back in love with each other or something you know it's a realistic like or semi realistic like grown up like sometimes you just have irreconcilable differences and a period of your relationship is working to the point where you can admit that basically and you know get a divorce or something
2: I'd I'd like I'd like to see that So I do feel like it is a it is a thing that is uh, kind of foreshadowing that bigger problem. What I would love to see out of Slain is that that gets developed. The problem that I have with 2000 AD currently is I don't believe that. Yeah, I
0: mean, we'll see where it goes and and how much of that that, becomes the story of
2: Slain. this is this is just me looking into the future, oh, yeah. but you see what I'm saying here, right? It's like I I would love a greater story about our our dyad conversations, our interpersonal communication with each other, and and what we both want being something that develops through the story, because I could see that happening in Slain alongside him <laughs> collecting brain balls, right? And that being this kind of like driving force thing that comes through and it's it's such a a non-catholic non-christian situation where it's like that the split up could happen or maybe they figure it out or god or there's a bunch of spiritual shit that happens who knows that all to me sounds like a through line for a very interesting plot
1: mm-hmm.
0: But in right. the page
2: of, two, yeah. Will it happen? It's probably I don't know. It's probably,
0: 2000 AD, probably not the best setting for a, a modern relationship story about um, feelings and stuff like that. I'll also mention, Fox, all right, that at the end of the last Slane story, Neve and Slane were both trepidatious about their relationship and specifically said they were entering into it with, in a yearly marriage contract so that. They'd be married, but at the end of the year, they could decide to re-up or just sort of let it a no. <clears throat>
2: I I like that. I mean, I, and I hope this, it comes back up. Frankly, right, the, what posterity. they're talking
0: about seems like the kind of irreconcilable differences that if you had that kind of setup, you just kind of say, hey, let's just stay out of each other's way for the next couple months. And then we could just not be married anymore. you know? Yeah.
2: Uh, again, I like I, I'm not asking for the moon here. I'm just asking for like already we see uh, it, to me good character development happening mm-hmm. within just yeah two thrills, right? So for me, I like I'm very hopeful about this. Not in terms of like you know what I want or whatever. I can't forecast what you know Demon Killer is. I can guess given the name. However, I think that having this as a as an a B plot uh, and and having that tack on without Neve being suddenly, hey, we broke up and now you're just like a battle lady and then you punch stuff and that's it. Don't worry about it. Like that would be kind of a bummer for me. I'd love to see these two because of the dynamic that's being shown here to kind of grow and and fester mm-hmm. or foster. totally. Right? That's what I'm, that's what I'm excited about. This is clearly, it's already starting out great, is what I mean. Like, when my mind's already going in all of these directions about where things are going, it's not like, oh, there's a mysterious benefactor behind everything.
0: Yeah, totally. Hey, Fox, there's just one thing
2: I want to know. Oh, Jesus. Which is? What, what, I don't know what that could possibly be. You've caught me off guard here. What do you need to know?
0: What are your top and bottom
2: thrills for these, uh, for these progs we've just read? Oh, Oh God, and I can only choose four. one of each. Um. Oh boy, you know, you know what I'm honestly gonna say. Yeah, I'm gonna go top first. So I do love parts of Judge Dredd, but my top is not there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, true. my top can can only solely go to Slaughter Bowl. Yeah, Slaughter Bowl. Regardless of how intense and sometimes... It's not even eclectic. It's just... You know how how I kind of ring on things for having too much text? Mm -hmm. This one, it's like it's so much flavor as opposed to description, right? So when you're hearing TV presenters talk about what the fuck's going on and they don't have enough space or honestly enough pages to show... The carnage and everything going on—it fills in the gaps as opposed to Stanley thinks he's dreaming, da 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 da, right? Mm. It is a a such a great comic book. It's a comic gem that again, a lot of our work, especially now, is kind of sifting through this and finding the gems. Mm-hmm. Judge Dread is a it, it's still around today. Obviously, a hallmark. Uh, I would have loved to see Grice. In a much better way, and that's what edges Slaughter Bowl into this top spot, even with it only being in two progs. Right? It is so fucking fun, and the twist ending of like I I was so I was coming into this like who's the mysterious benefactor mm-hmm. and 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 is it going to be Mister Throat who wants to get out of the fucking thing or whatever? Mm-hmm. Right? It wasn't. And like in two or three pages was just like, he's a fucking murderer. Also, his wife left him and he's okay with Mm -hmm. that. Right. Like, it's like, oh, shit. Like, this is interesting. This this ended so fucking well after pages and pages of it being so well done and so well executed. I want to give my hats off to the entire team of like John Smith, Paul Peart. Warwick Gray, Ellie Deville, like fucking anybody else that I'm missing off of this. Th- this was a premium. This was premium diamond material. Mm-hmm. And again, like we we talk about uh, a sci-fi sports quite a bit in terms of like something that we weirdly are are fond yeah. of. There's no rules that they set up mm-hmm. here, right? It was attractive characters. Mister Throat, I love Mister Throat. <laughs> Like, even though he's dead now, Mr. Throat was this just enigmatic, delightful figure to bring you through and such a juxtaposition to Stanley. And just like, this guy is, I love him. And you kind of get it like Stanley's going to be that guy now. Mm -hmm. Stanley's gonna be the crazy weird Mr. Throat at the end of this, and it's just this continuing cycle of violence, right? It's this continuing cycle of, like, perpetuating, ridiculous, horrible, bad idea violence, and and I love it, which is really what spurns on the culture of his wife to be like, no, I'm leaving you, and it's just like, it's like two sentences, bye, I'm <laughs> being with my plastic surgeon, because that's the world we're living in now. And I think that just everything that they write encapsulates it, even to the point where, like, the weird uh, th- baby 3000 thing that's with Stanley, protecting him, like, there's every every little, little detail within this, it's like, there's some humanity And that humanity is completely snuffed the fuck out. Mm -hmm. There is no humanity in this story. Everything is televised garbage and bullshit. And everything else is about sensationalism and murder and backstabbing. And it's just, it's a horrible fucking world. But my God, is it great to read? (coughs) So that's my top. I had to give some love to Slaughter Bowl because it's not going to come back. And that makes me sad. Uh, bottom. <sighs> I'm very split here because obviously I have hate for Big Dave. You know I have hate mm-hmm. for it, especially in hindsight. But to be perfectly honest, I'm giving it a reprieve. Ooh, I would what? have given it to Burnout. To uh, to uh, really and truly, excuse me, not not Burnout. Uh, re- really and truly. However, to be perfectly honest, I'm giving it to Strontium. Dons. Oh my gosh, I I don't get what they're going for, and I don't understand why it's important, and I don't think that it fits within the meld that I would normally call a Strontium Dog's story, even if it was a side story, Mm -hmm. right? I loved uh, Past Tense the Gronk before he went into skateboarding and hanging out with goblins and blowing up a bunch of shit and, like, whatever. I'm glad they're expanding on this, I guess, like the, these guys were hunted down for their pelts and shit. Like, yeah. it it just seems so at odds with what we know, and I don't think it's reconciling it with what we yeah, know. I mean, I, I dogs say- is such a huge. It's such a huge thing with the people that I've talked to, and that you've talked to, and that people that we've talked with, and and, and that you've kind of referenced for me sure. is like strong name dog is fucking huge. Yeah. Within the 2000 AD community. I would say this is. This doesn't feel like Yeah, that.
0: this is not a well-remembered period, or a a nicely-remembered period of the Strontium Dog um, and story.
2: That's, and, and that's sort of what I'm looking at, because at the very least with Rogue Trooper, it's, it's more of the same. You know, with Luke Kirby, it's, you know, I'm interested, I guess, every time I'm interested. <laughs> you know? Um, really and truly could just, fucking be nothing uh, like it's it's not much and it's a light enough read to where it's inoffensive and Maniac 5 again like I said it's uh it's exactly what we probably wanted out of out of something that was uh uh, uh help me here with the words I mean
0: I feel like Maniac 5 is just sort of us of a mediocre thrill honestly exactly
2: like, it, it it's like, not it's it's, I it's don't just, want to a, just a just a dumb mid card story basically yeah. so so that's where I said my top and my bottom. And Conrad, since I've opened up to you in such this way, I I really know this is a bit forward for our you know two hundred something episode, but I'd love to know um, what are your what are your top and bottom throws? Oh man,
0: I never thought you'd ask. No, um, <laughs> um, man, I'll happily put Slaughter Bowl on top for me, man. I love that story. I'll take. I'll take the last the final two progs of a John Smith story over almost anything in terms of just Oh like wow. this is just exactly what I'm looking for in these stories, you know? He does it because it's so he does all this stuff real well. The stories always end fun in these sort of stream of consciousness, amazing moments of, of, of explosive action and twists and stuff like that. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Really like this story. Like you said, the uh, the twist of the non twist of just the guy who we've been saying is a serial killer this whole time actually is a serial killer and stuff, and just the fact that you've spent all this time empathizing and feeling bad for him, and you see that he's been and,
2: and they effectively they effectively made you feel yeah, that yeah right? that that
0: you've been feeling all of these feelings for him, and then he just sort of twists into this murderous grin and stuff like that is really you know. That that's a twist I've seen before, but it's always one that I like as well. Um, and then Discord, you know, and then you top that off with the dino action. And I, you know, you mentioned it too. Oh but, God,
2: um, yeah, I didn't even mention the dinosaur. Just fucking like
0: action. John Smith, just doing his John Wagner impression here of just this, um, like you know, excited sportscasters viscerally just. Dist- Describing murder and chaos and stuff is hilarious. A, a great story, all in all, and just a nice—it's a great dystopia. Yeah, just a nice like ten prog like dip in, you know. It's a fun one, and just a nice like sort of afternoon read or something like that. Highly recommended. I, it's
2: so true. They they need to collect these in like a in a, a space spinner two thousand. These are the diamonds we found. <laughs> Collection volume one. Well, I think. Like,
0: hold on a second, actually.
2: Oh, <laughs> Ooh. Ba-dum, ba-dum, well, no, because uh,
0: so often when we talk about stuff, they then like collect it so that the collect the, the the things I talk about in the store are then out of date,
2: you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, or they suddenly release one because they've been listening to yeah. our podcast. Sorry, I should, yeah, what's up? Rebellion? I should have mentioned. Yes,
0: yeah, sorry, there is a digital collection of a Slaughter Bowl. that came out in June of 2021. Um, yeah, and well, you can worth get it. a get the well digital copy worth of it. You know, it's a slim volume, and I think a lot of these digital only ones are, but also a really fun one. Um, and, and then how much is that in pounds? Eight pounds. Well, I mean, I might buy it. I'll that. link you. Yeah. yeah, but um, then for my bottom, ooh, tempted to say Big Dave didn't like it that much. <sighs> uh, it's yeah, because it's really, I, bad. Under, it's I not understand good. your frustration with strontium dogs as well, but. I think for. Really and truly. Really and truly. Really and truly. Let me work through my my reasoning, Fox. Jesus Christ.
2: (laughs) I'm so excited. Because
0: in the end, it does in fact have to be really and truly. (laughs) For the unforgivable crime, Fox, of just being boring or like crappy. Yeah, it's really not good. You know, I mean. Like, say what you will about Big Dave. We got a lot of con. I
2: we, did. Yeah, exactly. We, we got a lot of podcast content about Big Dave. You I mean, know? it's it's something to talk. Well, so this is the thing. At least Big Dave is something to talk about, right? Yeah, definitely.
0: Whereas really and truly, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's a sort Oof. of 60s prestige in there, doing drugs and stuff. I don't know. I didn't really feel it. I didn't like it very
2: much. And I'm it just. It wasn't funny. It wasn't topical. Yeah, and why it just wasn't
0: here. really good, and really felt honestly also felt kind of out of place, even among the other um, stories of the summer offensive and stuff like that. And so it wasn't offensive. In all, very happy to kick this one out. I'm to the bottom with you, really and truly. Get out of here.
2: <laughs> I so because I've I've got this. I've got this part of my brain that remembers things sometimes. And man, oh, man, I remember you not liking this almost the whole oh, way it's through. Oh, it's, not it's another good.
0: worthless relic from the 60s, just like my wife. Uh,
2: all right. <laughs> oh, hey, look at this guy. I do feel like it did miss its time... Early in in like when we first started reading, right? Like this could have been that man. Maybe the problem is is that the 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 well, yeah exactly. I'm just because I'm just I'm I'm a the gra- arts the arts. Yeah, do you I say, like
0: Ryan Hughes's art you know? for sure, but I am just aggressively over any kind of like beatnik or hippie pastiches, Fox. I hate them so much. I don't like them. You know, well because
2: Flower Child came back during the '90s, but like at the gap yeah
0: you well know I mean? you know i don't care about commercialization i care about the thing as the thing honestly like, like oh no my, it's the, it's my, the most my problem comic. is not inauthentic hippies fox it's hippies in general <laughs> oh, <laughs> get out of here but anyway that brings us to the end of another thrill journey fox and i hope everybody enjoyed the show as always you can find space spinner 2000 on itunes stitch the google play store spotify or a podcast site at Spacespinner2000.com, feel free to contact us at Spacespinner2000 at gmail.com, on the 2080 forums, or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages on Twitter at space spinner 2 k For everything else, like Spacespinner2000, we should be there. And hey, why not drop us a Whoa. rating or review? Wherever it is you're listening, it helps us out. This show, Fox, is brought to you by Steve Green, Robert Hardingham, and your friends at the 2080 forums. If you'd like to join them and help support the show, we'd appreciate it. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash our podcast network. You can support the show and get rewards. Then come back next time as we huh? finish up Inferno and roll out some new adventures for Tyranny Rex, Slain, an all-new Robo Hunter, okay. and a hot 90s no. version of Mean Arena.
2: Okay. It's probably good, right? It's Mean Arena.
0: I want you to imagine me mentally doing that hand thing where it kind of goes up and down, Fox.
2: Mean arena. Okay. okay. And until then. I mean, but who could it be good? I would like it to be
0: good. That's always my goal. Me too. When we set out to do these things. <laughs> <laughs> and until then, I'm Conrad's Fox, and we are a Space Spinner 2000 Splendid big, Dave, Is it my
1: favorite?